0: and welcome to point of origin episode 55 the show where sometimes we just forget to say our names
1: <laughs> you want to know when i figured it out when you finished editing the episode literally about 35 seconds before i was done editing last <laughs> last week's episode sounds about right as you were starting the wrap up i went wait did we ever introduce ourselves
0: No, no we did not. I will say
1: we tend to forget to
0: introduce ourselves when it's an episode that we really enjoy. Right, because we're so excited, we just get going. And on that note, I'm Mel. And I'm Liz. And if that's an indication how quickly we got to those names (laughs) of how we (laughs) felt about this episode.
1: Uh, This episode is uh, highly, highly fraught.
0: Which is unfortunate, because it brings back a character from an episode that we enjoyed. And all I can say is Terry Curtis
1: Fox wouldn't have done us dirty like this. Oh god, no, no. I have to believe... i Not just have to believe, I have no trouble believing that he would have done a better job from the get-go. Mm-hmm. The only thing this episode did right... That's a lot. It's not that it didn't do other things right, but the biggest thing about this character that the show did right, I think, was not having a previously on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not connecting Definitely. it up front, because that's part of the intrigue of the episode, or the intrigue that they were supposedly supposedly going for. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. The one thing I was going
0: to give him credit for, he immediately was like... So th- they set up this mystery, and I gave some credit for, like, the clues that were laid down, because I'm like, these lead you to an answer. It's, like, I, it's not Agatha Christie like you said to me, right. but it's it, it's clues that lead to something. Sometimes you'll have these mystery writers where they, the answer they give you at the end, it's like, you gave no indication that this was going to be the solution. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but, like, this one... It's fine, you know? It makes sense. I get it. But, like, he immediately just has it get solved with a deus ex
1: machina instead of the actual clues. That's the most insulting thing. Also, I'm sorry. As if, as if she would have left that much incriminating evidence behind. Like, she's just not that obvious, period. She would have coded that shit. She just, everything about it would have been done differently. Because it's Especially
0: because of the fucking gross ass first bonding moment between daniel and her with the whole like oh you would have left a note it's like yeah she would have been smarter about this
1: that was like the only kind of smart thing about it aside from a later dialogue piece where she's asking about going above ground because that was yeah i think a kind of cool nod to prisoners other than that that book thing was kind of like, that. sorry, that note thing was kind of like a subtle thing. I, I thought maybe because it seemed like it might be that that's more along her lines. Like it's up uh-huh. her alley to not leave a note, especially if this is something on purpose. It seems like it was kind of a cool idea, a, a kind of a cool way to start the ball rolling. There we go. In
0: the there direction
1: of this was one of her projects. One of these things that she was doing maliciously on purpose because it's her. And instead it's like, oh, wait, it was an oopsie? Oopsie. Anyway, I'm holding my hand up for another thing, too. Um, can we add something for tallying? Sure, what? I am submitting to you a formal request to add something to our tally list. Can we yeah. start recording in a, uh, a column for just absolutely shit medical? <laughs> just label it shit medical, because this episode, holy God, I watched it last week, and it pissed me off. But I had... I already watched an episode before that and I was prepared for a big day of recording that day so I was I was <laughs> prepared to keep my calm so I kind of yeah. you know put it down kind of forgot about it and then I watched it again today for recording and um yeah. holy fuck no <laughs> just just no all of the no and I need I need to put this episode in just need to check that off <clears throat> for this one. <laughs> and I know there have been others in the past, and I've realized that this is going to keep happening. So I might as well just have a nice little column of them, because I was thinking today, I can't remember the other one that really pissed me off, but there was at least one that I was like, okay, none of this... Oh, wait, yes, I do remember. It's the one with Jolinar in it. Because yeah. Because it's the, the one with the, the breathing tube and, and the br- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, I will tell you,
0: there's been plenty of episodes where you have that feeling. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, in, in the... Not Too Distant Future, I'm going to be re-listening to all of our episodes for uh, a couple of reasons. When I do, part of it's to make sure all of our current notes are correct, because every now and then I discover I did not tally someone (laughs) somewhere. Um, But when I do, uh, I will add a medical one and I will
1: listen to your complaints and figure out if it counts. (laughs) Even medical dramas about this shit don't get things right. So I'm not going to be extremely annoyed every time a show that, especially for a show that this isn't something that's important to them to get, right? And I'm not going to judge them for that because that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to watch Grey's Anatomy or ER or something. I'm here to watch, well, I don't know why I'd be here to watch Grey's Anatomy either. But the (laughs) point is, I'm not here to watch that, so I'm not going to be pissy about it, usually. Like, I'll I'll forgive quite a lot. For example, when somebody does, like, half-hearted CPR on someone's chest, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, they don't want to actually break the person's sternum yeah, or ribs. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? I think, I think I can sacrifice some authenticity in the name of not actually being that authentic because authentic is painful. Fair enough. So that kind of stuff is one thing. Little things here and there, not using an MRI correctly because there's metal in the room or something like that. Whatever. That's little shit. This... This stuff that I'll get into when it happens, this stuff needs to, this needs to be recorded for my, for my rage posterity. (laughs) I'm not even in that field. It's just because I was raised by somebody who was. I'm just, I'm mad on behalf of her and everybody else who's in this field who looks at this shit and goes, come on, guys. (laughs) Come on, guys. Because if I'm not an expert and I can remember stuff that I was taught as a kid, then these guys could have read a fucking book. (laughs) So uh, on that note, the
0: episode that we watched today was episode season 3, episode 11, Past and Present. It was written by <laughs> Tor Alexander Valenza, who just continues to, uh, he wrote, how, how does he come in with a good episode, that's his first episode, and then every episode since then, he's been like, no, 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 I'm not a good writer, trust me on
1: this. I was watching a wonderful interview over the weekend, and I uh, was reminded that even though I had focused on Roger Cross for that episode, for Spirits, I forget that that's actually uh, Alex Zahara's first role in the show. Yeah. And it's just, there's, there's so much about Spirits that I love, and I know, <laughs> ironically enough, the two things that stick out for me the most that I hate aren't even like terrible things. It's really just when Sam uses her knife- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. That's that's uh that's adamantium. No, that's not adamantium. Uh, that's trinium. how it works. That's right? trinium. Yep. That's how you. Yep. 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 That's that's yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you're how a, you do science. That, that's how metallurgy works. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So I know, uh, if she'd been a geologist, maybe I would have been like a little less offensive. But honestly, that was just uh, that was just painful to watch. <laughs> um. So aside from that, the other thing that always makes me laugh is when I remember how <laughs> Teal goes, Captain Carter, and then there's a huge pause. And then the mist scene happens. Yes, and the then they come was out of it. So bad. The editing there was so bad. <laughs> oh my lord! But yeah, so I, I genuinely like spirits, even love spirits on a good day. And yeah, uh, mostly because of uh, the dude Tanani. Tanani awesome. is a delight. I I miss him. It just shows, you know, he starts off, and I'm like, okay, okay. And then literally every episode since, it's just been like... He's just been doubling down. It has been getting worse each time. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. His
0: very next episode was Michello, and I couldn't even watch that with the audio on, so... (laughs) Although, uh, there was a scene in this episode where I took my headphones off. I was like, nope.
1: Oh, I took my headphones off for that whole scene. I was like, I'm not listening to this. You don't (laughs) say. So my boyfriend Uh, was in a meeting and Eric came out to make sure I was okay. Because all he heard through his soundproofing headphones and everything was fucking what? (laughs) What? Jesus Christ. No sex is that good, Daniel. I know it's been a few years, but no sex is that good.
0: Uh, Has it even been a few years? Do we know if he got... Well, I'm not getting into that. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about the other uh, troubling double standard episode,
1: <laughs> which is great for his acting, but has some really troubling. Wow, implications what is with women uh, making moves on him without his consent? Wow, <sighs> man, even Bala does it later. Jeez. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the double standard. It's hot yeah. when a woman does it. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It sucks. As a woman, I want you to know that it's extremely unfair. Like, I have as much ability to be a monster as a man. Thank you very much. How dare you? (laughs) I can be horrible. Why Everybody's always on about how feminists are out to prove women are better. I mean, first off, that's just wrong. Feminists are out to prove that they are equal. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But on top of that, I have to point out to people every single time, I am not trying to prove a case of betterness. I'm trying to prove a case of shittiness. I need you to know that I am just as capable of epic levels of shit as you. Just as capable. <laughs> yeah, come on. That's what equality is. Women are just as capable of being terrible people. And in this case, this woman is a terrible person. You even find out that she is, in fact, a very terrible person. A and very terrible still person. hot. When she's the one kissing him (gasps) without consent.
0: Also, the uh, final message in this episode is the absolutely wrong message. Oh, yeah. But but we'll get there. In fact, let's get into this. Uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, Directed by William Garrity, uh, who I believe is uh, a name that I don't think we dislike or like, really. Uh, uh, Honestly, after this,
1: I I used to not hate Garrity. I don't care for him after this episode. Because, honestly, the directing is also not great.
0: Yeah, he's not on the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Shame.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not the direct. It's not that the directing is terrible. It's just that I did notice a lot of things that I would have done differently. Like, not do this episode? Ha, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much that. But mostly it's mannerisms, for example, between characters. Things oh, like yeah. that. Touches of detail that directors 100% could, can and should, I think, have a little bit more direct control over. You know? Like, <laughs> hey... It's not just that, you know, I know you're a great actor and I know you want to, you know, take the character your own way, but she's supposed to be somebody else and maybe shouldn't be putting her hand on her hip like this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) To be fair, that was before she got her memories back. So I was like, maybe she's acting like this before memories and then you'll notice like a huge difference between that and then afterwards. But no, no, he just, uh, no, no, the actor just kind of did her own thing.
0: Well, I will give credit to the actress. While her body mannerisms might not have matched, uh, she did a great job of like subtly amping up, like, The Menace.
1: (laughs) Yes, no, The Menace was great. There's some angry screaming at one point that I'm like, damn.
0: Yeah, honestly, I would say um, the, the parts that you were picking... I would say come down to director cuz how is she supposed to have seen like you're expecting her to have seen this one single episode and st- you have to give her the source to like
1: yeah no she was not my problem she was she was great i uh i even liked the casting choice because she looks a lot like Sam so yeah. you can see Well all well the the hair
0: definitely looks like Sam but the uh face shape look like Linnea they have a couple things in common It was like a common. blending of yeah, Linnea They could have been like Sam. sisters
1: honestly and i could see yeah. why Linnea might have really Been drawn immediately to Sam, like, oh, look at that, she really is just like me. (laughs) But with a conscience. Except there wasn't that much
0: of that because uh, Tor Alexander Valencia doesn't know how to write women. (laughs) Why
1: didn't they bring back Terry Curtis Fox for this? It's just bizarre.
0: It's insulting
1: to his great episode and his great character to Maybe do this. Maybe he was unavailable for it. Maybe this wasn't on purpose. Maybe that's why his episode isn't great. Maybe it's because they had intended for the person who started the story to be the person to finish the story. Maybe. And then something else went down. We can't know, though, because the trivia is, like, gone. There's, there's none. like There's, like, none. There's, like, four notes. And one of them is ironically, none of them point out the problems with this uh, CPR or anything later, but they uh, point out a goof about like how something that uh, Kira says doesn't quite match with what the CGI back uh, background looks like. Um, And yeah, that's like, and the fact that it's like Teal'c's name is revealed to mean something. It's like, okay, yeah.
0: Cool. Yay. Right. <laughs> Everyone's let's, name yeah. means something. <laughs> so I guess that's what languages. So, uh, let's get through the no doubt terrible synopsis so we can talk about this terrible. Ugh, I've gotta I forget <laughs> about the
1: synopsis somehow. Yeah, that's
0: why I was like, we're not gonna forget this too. <laughs> but
1: you know, honestly we could. It's not nearly as important as our names.
0: No, it's in our it's fifty-five episodes of this. We have to do it. So SG1 encounters an entire planet suffering from amnesia. The planet's leader, a woman named Kara. She's the
1: leader. Yeah, they they do call her a leader a few times in this. Oof.
0: Okay. Uh, returns to Earth with SG One to find a cure. But even as Kara and Daniel develop a mutual attraction, Oof. okay, sure. Uh, SG One suspects she may not be who she appears to be.
1: That that was. <laughs> Honestly, that that <laughs> synopsis was as bad as this episode was. Neither one of them is absolutely awful, but they're definitely not good. No. So,
0: uh, to to give us something to look forward to in the future, two episodes from now we get a Robert C. Cooper up. Woo, the episode after that you. is Heather Ash. Yeah, yeah, you're my excited, new favorite. <laughs> yeah. And then the episode after that is, unfortunately, Catherine
1: Powers. (laughs) Yeah, but she'll be gone soon. But then right after that is Ergo. God, I can't wait for him. It's still so sad that he's dead. It's been years, and I'm still sad. Jeez. Anyway, let's do this shit. Let us do this shit. The episode opens
0: up with them walking through the gate, and for once, they're not in a forest. They're in, like, a storeroom with, like, a whole bunch of uh, boxes and crates. It looks like a museum storeroom kind of thing there's a blanket over the dhd uh everyone's like well uh i don't think they know what this does i don't think they do a lot of traveling guys (laughs) as they're figuring looking around poking around they hear voices from outside
1: uh two people come in because
0: they heard an explosion like noise from the building
1: i mean i'm guessing with echo i'm guessing she heard something that when a warehouse is involved, sounded real fucking spooky. Sure. Like, she didn't say she heard
0: an explosion. She said she heard, like, an explosion-like noise. So, sure, I'll buy it.
1: Honestly, the dialogue in this episode is one of its better points. Yeah. For the most part. So, I'm trying to be as fair as I can, as I always attempt to do. Sometimes successfully, sometimes The actors
0: are doing a good job. It's just... (laughs) The episode itself... But yeah, so they come in, they, you know, meet the team and everything. And they're like, what the heck? How would you get in here? And Jack's like, oh, the door was open. And obviously he's talking about the Stargate and they're, they're confused. But basically, after talking with these guys for a bit, they find out that this planet... Oh, because uh, they introduce themselves and um, Orner, who is... Uh,
1: is, it, is he a lieutenant in, the, in Monk? i don't remember if he's a lieutenant or not actually i just they always just call him disher randall disher it's randall disher from monk as soon as he as soon as i
0: saw his face i'm like is that is that from monk (laughs) is that the guy from monk the the
1: dumb one (laughs) he's not dumb he's pretty the dumb pretty one I just loved him when his mother got, almost got scammed by that asshole who's trying to find all the gold, and he marries Disher's mom, even though he's half her age, and Disher's just so uncomfortable the entire time. <laughs> but it's like, it's, I always love that episode because it shows that he actually gives a shit. Aww.
0: Well, he was always excitable.
1: Yes. I always just loved his character. He was, I don't know, maybe it's just because I resonated with him a little bit. I'm also kind of high-strung. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, I try to keep it to myself. Um, I think I'm usually pretty successful. Yeah, you're super yeah. subtle. Yeah, super calm, super soft-spoken, slow-spoken, you know, with a measured coolness <laughs> that never gets away from me. Yeah, that's Anybody me. who listens to our podcast right now is like... <laughs> is making the same anger snort noise I made at the end of this episode. You waited for the end of this episode to make
0: that noise?
1: So they talk to these people and uh which i love their old married coupleness. that's a cool little oh, nod right in the beginning yeah it's so
0: obvious right from the beginning
1: but in a good way this is a good obvious yeah
0: it's good it's good acting like i said the acting in this episode is great it's everything else that suffers um but yeah so they're they're like squabbling and blah, blah 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 but they get introduced to the team and Orner is like teal what kind of name is that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what kind teal- of name is orner it looks like it was given to me by my father. It means strength. And they immediately, like, you remember your dad? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like everyone's like, yeah? And they're like, oh, my God. So you're you're not here. You're not from here from be- before the Vorlicks. And they're like, what? And so they learn that on this planet, there was, like, an event called the Vorlicks that led to everyone forgetting who they were. They also think it got rid of their elders and their children because the only people around are people in, like, their late 20s, early 30s kind of age range. Um, But they do know that elders did exist because there are pictures of them. Uh, They also say that there are no pictures of kids.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: why they don't think they, or Orner at least, doesn't think they had
1: kids around yeah, go for it. S- so many problems with that. So, first off, I was going to originally say something super stupid, but I was going to say I uh, I would have paid a good amount of money. I would have paid anything if uh, Teal'c had said that his name meant indeed. <laughs> I just, just wanted that. I wanted it more than anything. I wa- it's like, yeah, strength, cool, whatever. The it's, it's date ends in Y. Yeah, it's a very obvious answer for him. It's like, you know, Teal'c's more than just a concept, right? Not yet. Not yet, he isn't. Nope. His name literally just sums him up, apparently. But whatevs. Um,. Oh, yeah, the kids thing. uh, Okay, it's not that I don't, I totally get it, especially if, like, you have a population of just old people who are very sad about the fact that there's no future for their society. I can see them all putting away all of their mementos from childhood, but the concept that there are no photographs from (laughs) any of their childhoods no drawings, nothing. There was nothing that not one of these people felt the urge to hold on to in a slightly easier-to-see-slash-access place. That in this, however long it's been since that accident, no one's found any pictures of any kids. <laughs> it's not that it's impossible. I'm just saying it's awfully interesting that that... just such a... It's just... it's It's such a specific thing. I know it's because it's only trying to... It's only there because it's trying to feed into the whole... Subplot, not subplot. The main plot, the main MacGuffin thing that's going on. But it's like I just—it's too obvious and too not really actually. It's, it doesn't really actually make sense <laughs> enough. It also to, isn't to important. Exactly, for such a silly, innocuous detail. It doesn't make the enough sense to be worth putting in. Isn't plot important? Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's a lot of those little things where it's like it's actually not better for it, and it's not no. important enough to have necessitated this stupid little flaw. <laughs> Like, it's not even a necessary flaw. So, yeah, that's what it is. That's what I'm struggling to say. If you had to put it in, it should have at least served a major purpose, like, unavoidably. But, nope.
0: Whatevs. You're not wrong. Okay, so, um, but yeah, so they hear all this stuff from people, and, uh, Sam floats the possibility of mass amnesia, and for some reason, Jack acts like he's never heard of the term amnesia before. So Sam has to explain to him what amnesia is. I understand, Tor, that you were doing this for the viewers at home. But the viewers at home are also not idiots, and amnesia is a very common trope. So the few people who would not understand amnesia can ask someone who does know what amnesia is. Don't frickin' explain
1: it to us. No, that that did hurt. That was... Like I, I, this episode was determined to show. I don't know. It, this is why I don't like this guy as a writer. Is because he doesn't treat the characters like the characters that we've spent three years watching. They're all really stupid in this episode oh, for like stupid. no reason. If you had told me that the original idea was to have a subplot that 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 Dargol shit is still in the air and it's causing like mental confusion or some shit. Maybe that's why they had amnesia instead. And then anybody who's on the planet immediately starts to get confused as well. And maybe that's why SG-1 starts acting like a, like a bunch of fucking morons. But, you know, <laughs> maybe. I would believe it if you told me that subplot. Or if you told me that there was never an idea like that, I would have said, hmm, that seems like a bad plan. And then considering how you were determined, and now you keep using this word, because you went out of your way to make Jack sound like a doofus. A freaking idiot, yeah. He's usually a goof, but he's not a doofus. He is no. a colonel. He yeah. wouldn't be there in this position, like dear God. This was not a guy they would have trusted with nukes if he was this dumb.
0: It sucks. It sucks. I like, I, I don't know like, what amnesia
1: I, is. Everyone
0: <laughs> knows what amnesia is.
1: Why couldn't she have had? Why couldn't they have had Teal'c say amnesia and she and she could have said, "Oh, I don't know what they call it where you're from," or that something that would have worked. That would have worked. Yeah, since they always like to use him as the guy who doesn't know shit anyway. Like, at least this would- Here, it would have made sense. Other times, Uh it's a convenience thing. Here, it actually
0: would have made sense. It would have worked. But no, we went with Jack, apparently not knowing what amnesia is. All right. God forbid that Teal gets an extra line. God, no. God, no. Uh, He's used as a prop in this
1: episode. Literally. He's propped up in some scenes. I swear, he's barely there because no Mm -hmm. one- Yeah, I got nothing there it are sucks. no excuses like i said tori alexander is just doubling down on writing
0: bad episodes for us yeah i guess so yeah he's yes. like oh you like spirits huh get ready to never like anything else i write <sighs> but so they are brought to speak to Kara, who is like apparently they're they uh town's leader or whatever but really she's the smartest one there so like if they're gonna get the information it's gonna be from her
1: yeah, I would have loved to have seen how this came about. Like, I totally get that she's just naturally intelligent and naturally has leadership qualities yeah, and I'm so forth. I'm
0: assuming it's because of the fact that she's just really
1: smart and right. And she seems calm capable. under pressure. And it's you know, it's mm-hmm. everything that made her a great psychopath is still helping her here, um, in this regard. And so I, I get it. It doesn't not make sense from her character, but it's <laughs> it is funny that she's a leader. <laughs> like, how did that go down? Oh, so she's How not like the have a leader
0: leader. Her official title is Minister of Health, Science, and Restructuring.
1: So she's basically the governor. Yeah. <laughs> so they put her in the, I, again, it's not that it's impossible. It just doesn't seem like, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just because right now we live in a world where I kind of, I kind of forget what it was like when there wasn't just kind of constant chaos going on in our government. <laughs> I just kind of forget that this wasn't, how it used to be. So do governments really just come into being and transition and stuff this calmly? Especially with a mass confusion of amnesia on top of it. I just, this, it just seems awfully easy. That is it. Well, I mean,
0: if there are no visible minorities to hate, then maybe.
1: Am I wrong? No, that's why I'm doing this (laughs) face. I'm just like, you know, honestly, you're not far off. Ugh. and yet, they still fell into gender roles. I just realized because that what the lady, the wife, has a line oh, where she's God, like, "Don't expect yeah. dinner when you get home." And I'm Especially like, "How do you even know they that's don't your even job?" Think "Quote they're unquote."
0: Married? How, first off, I, how do you think you're that's married? That's the thing. How oh, do God. you so, know what cooking is? So when is? they said that, like the Vorlicks thing happened, they said that suddenly their first like memory was them running next to each other, the two of them that showed up together, the man and the woman. And between that and like the way they were bickering and everything, I'm like, okay, so they must have assumed they were in a relationship. No, we find out later, Orner is convinced that he's married to Kara.
1: So why was he still going home with this lady every night? And why was she letting him? Why was she cooking for this bitch? If you think
0: you're married to Kara, why are you living with this woman? And why is she making you dinner?
1: Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Nothing makes sense in this episode because they know enough and are able to be calm enough to actually get a government into power, enough to have ministers... Um, I did make a mistake earlier when I said, how does she know what cooking is? This kind of amnesia doesn't take away your ability to know things, just your ability yeah. to know your own events. So, yeah, I get that she would know what cooking is. But why does she know that this is some seemingly, This this could be me being my own bias here, but it seems as if when she says don't expect dinner and then he responds i never do this seems like that's quote unquote her job in the marriage so it seems like Uh this is a you know seems to be a bit of a gender role shit which i find it awfully convenient that they fell into that i again i have to put on record i could just be doing my own bias here because maybe it's just that he has a natural propensity for whatever they do in the hospitals or whatever, and she happened to be a chef. Like, it could just be that it happened to be that she's a chick who likes to cook. I get
0: that. It also falls into the, uh, straight nonsense, uh, a- area of, wh- why do you have to act like you hate each other? How does that help? Don't
1: you know the greatest way to show your love is with your hate?
0: You insist that the right relationships are straight relationships, but all y'all ever do is act like you hate each other.
1: (laughs) It takes three Stargates to get an on-screen gay character.
0: Well, a lot of genre media is not very kind to minorities. (laughs) So, uh, they get brought to Kara. We see her helping someone with, um, a food allergy, and she explains that, like, people don't remember the food allergies they have.
1: Why have her be a leader? Why is why isn't she just like the hospital be a administrator yeah. or something? Like the head scientist. This There's is no so... reason for her to be a leader. Yeah, it's he is so specific on and and really extra about the weirdest details in this episode and I have oh, yeah. no idea why. It's so bizarre. As somebody who gets caught on the weirdest shit and really emphasizes it, I can tell <laughs> who, you, right? But that's the thing; is it puts me in a unique, a unique position to really be able to appreciate the bizarre shit that he stands out on here. Listen, listen,
0: listen, <laughs> listen. There's only so much, so much we can do to stop the tide. All right, so, so she's like telling them about how, like, you know, people don't remember the allergies they have, the food allergies. Um, and Sam recognizes that the person is going into anaphylactic shock, and she starts to reach into her, um, her- one of her pockets for an EpiPen, no doubt. Uh, but before she can, um, Kara does, like, uh, uh, you know, makes us something in a bowl and holds up a a cloth to
1: the lady, and she inhales, and she's better now. Sure. (laughs) People listening might be familiar with this, uh, newfangled concept. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, just, it's called an EpiPen. Um, and it has something in it called epinephrine, which is what stops you in the middle of anaphylaxis. It's what stops the anaphylaxis. <laughs> it's what you treat anaphylaxis with. It's also something, you can use it for a lot of other cool nifty shit too. I don't know about the in, the inhalation qualities of our anap- epinephrine. I don't think it works like that because the whole point of it being injected into your thigh is that it has to get injected into a major vein so that it can get mm. to your body as fast as possible because you're dying Pretty sure it doesn't work like that, that same way, inhalation style. Hmm. But and I know this planet could have something similar to epinephrine without being epinephrine. And that it, this particular version can be inhaled. Again, don't, don't ask me how that enters the bloodstream the same... Same same speed. Don't, I'm, I'm just I'm, f- I'm fudging over that. <laughs> it's the absurdity of the fact that this woman is apparently going through severe anaphylaxis and yet has other, no other symptoms whatsoever other than the breathing thing. And yeah, yet just her, breathing. And yet her breathing is this labored and yet not so labored that she's you know dead like most of these. I'm not saying all of them, but most reactions tend to go pretty much full on closed up. I'm not going to be telling you this is 100 wrong. I will tell you, however, that the preparation. I should have I should have known that the rest of the medical stuff in this would have just was just going to go down. <laughs> because she doesn't even even grind it right like nothing about this scene that's supposed to set set this person up into the bowl (laughs) yeah yeah nothing about this person is set up correctly in this scene the way they were intending because it's meant well i mean to i'm guessing to the average person it doesn't give a shit it probably did because it's meant to show that she knows what she's doing to me it looked like she fucking didn't and then it accidentally worked i mean again for all i know the qualities of whatever plant or whatever she was using is like super vapey or whatever i don't i genuinely can't say as to the alien medicine it's just the fact that she does such a shitty job with this little tiny mortar pestle system to get it ready and then the fact that it is inhaled i mm, it was mostly the preparation it was mostly the fact that she goes (laughs) grind grind dab dab inhale oh my god she's not dying anymore and i'm like yeah that's totally how anaphylaxis works sure
0: yeah yeah, before they said uh, before she said
1: that people don't remember what they're allergic to. I thought she was having an asthma attack. <laughs> I would have thought it was an asthma attack, and the writing should have reflect- reflected that, considering how that's what they showed. Is this is clearly this is her getting some version of like albuterol or something that would have made way more sense. You're asking for far too much from Tor. I guess. I guess. I honestly, the show has not done the best job of showing um, <laughs> biological ailments, medical stuff, in at the first all. place. Yeah, at all correctly. I mean, I'm not even talking like about you know CPR and like burn bandages. I'm talking about obviously you know schizophrenia versus DID, and (laughs) (laughs) let's not go back to that and shit like that. Where it's like the big stuff that should matter, they don't really bother to check on, which kind of is insulting. Not kind of, it is just insulting. Is like I'm insulting. not saying that as somebody with, I'm not saying that people with asthma should be offended right now, and I'm not saying that people with allergies, allergies should be offended by the scene, but it's still just offensive in general that people who don't have these conditions just don't think about them. They have no problem mm-hmm. using them, but they don't bother to actually learn about them before they do it. They're just like, oh, yep. this is an easy thing that doesn't affect me. Yeah, pretty much. Don't Don't think about it. We don't need to think about it. <laughs> Someone should, because apparently no one in the process of making this episode did.
0: Why would they do that? Come on now.
1: Who knows? Anyway.
0: But yeah, so uh, they get introduced to Kara, and this is where we find out that Orner uh, thinks that him and Kara are husband and wife. Uh, And it's gross. It's a gross... (laughs) Her reveal of it is gross.
1: (laughs) You know, I I don't hate on the guy. It's not like Disher is required to be in love with the woman that he doesn't know that's for some reason he's living with as husband and wife don't get me started on the whys of that um Mm -hmm. but uh, and there's no reason to hate on him for having a crush nothing about it is is wrong it's just such a weird thing to emphasize it's the way she says it is really gross she says he fervent he
0: i'm gonna read i'm gonna read this out because as soon as she said it i was like ew So she says, he fervently believes that we are husband and wife and that we need not wait until we regain our memories in order to renew our relationship. Yeah, gross.
1: (laughs) The amount of context listeners lose not being able to see your face... (laughs) That's honestly one of the best things about this episode. As, as stupid as he's portrayed in this, at least Jack's expressions and reactions to things are amazing in this episode. Um, mm. I feel like he would have had a similar one just now because I didn't really think about that. Yeah, that's... That, I think I was Gross. too busy being mad about everything else that was going on the scene to really pay attention to that dialogue. Because I remember it, but this, this time around it was a lot creepier sounding. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that's just... That's weird. I, my first thought there was, I hope you mean conversationally restart the relationship. No, no, he definitely didn't. <laughs> he definitely didn't. But that's my first thought was, okay, cool, let's go talk. No, that's not what I had in mind. Like, we we should we should we should go be like husband and wife. Okay, um, they they still talk, right? Oh uh, boy. Okay, so uh, they talk to her, and
0: um, she brings them to a library. Uh, to show
1: that, like, she's been doing all of this research on what happened, and... Oh, shit. Sorry. it's another thing I forgot to, to bring up. If there are no children, the fact that... It's weird. It's, it's a weird disconnect. The fact that no one really seems to be that alarmed by the lack of children... I know they've had time to, to come to terms with everything already since their accident and so forth. I get yeah. that. But they bring it up, and then it's kind of the end of it, and you'll notice that there doesn't seem to be a ton of trauma around, like, on people's faces, or... It doesn't seem to be a big topic for them of upset. And I'm now wondering if it should have occurred to them a lot sooner that there was nothing to be worried about because, like, they had clothes for themselves, and they had pictures of old people, but they had no pictures of children, and no toys, no children's clothes, no children's rooms, no schools, nothing. Yeah. They wouldn't have had that for a while now. This is stuff that, if they were going to bring up details, that should have been something that brought up in the episode. Sorry, it just occurred, all of this, (laughs) as that one note where I was like, wait— I just realized, wouldn't the hospital have had, like, you know, a NICU or something at one point? And the fact that there isn't one should have been an indicator to these people that there hadn't been children for quite some time, which is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, except that would require some real forethought on Tor's part, and he's not going to do that. <laughs> the details that they specify versus the ones that they ignore are just weird. Like, the fact that they'd never once bring up in this, the fact that Linnea could use uh, gold ribbon tech in prisoners, and now there's no mention of that. Oh, yeah, nothing. So one of the things I...
0: Before she brings him to the library, they do another play on the... With Daniel, are you a doctor? No, well, yes, but uh, of history. I study the past. It's not nearly as good as the uh, Bounty Hunter episode. That one was funny. (laughs) This one is just a clumsy attempt to make her interested in him.
1: It's not that Michael Shanks and... Okay, I'm totally gonna mispronounce her last name. It's not that he and uh, Megan... I never know what these names. L-E-I-T-C-H. Is it Leech or latch? I don't or know. Or Latch, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with the one it definitely isn't. Latch. Yeah, Latch. Let's go with that one. It's not that they don't have chemistry. It's just that when he says, I study the past in his usual awkward Daniel way, it just seemed forced and not.
0: It's because it was forced.
1: <laughs> this whole relationship is forced. Maybe it's because Linnea is just so much- Sorry, Kira. Oh no, you let the, the secret out. <laughs> Maybe it's because she's just so much like Sam. Maybe subconsciously he just actually can't be that attracted to his uh evil twin. Um, I don't know. I, I just something about it just didn't really seem real, right? Didn't really click on screen. Not to so the way he did with you know Vatiere Bandera. Oh yeah, they had chemistry, which is
0: understandable, right? Yeah. Obviously
1: they were you know were together, but I, again I don't feel like they would have had to be together in real life for them to have had chemistry. I think they were just good on screen together. Uh huh. I just don't buy the chemistry between them. No. Not in this scene anyway. It's just too. Eh.
0: I don't disagree with you at any point of this. But yeah, so there was a not as good joke of the, I'm a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. So, uh, she takes them to the library. They tell her about the Stargate. She, because she figured out that they're not from this planet. And they tell her about the Stargate. And then she says that, like, oh, Dr. Zervis, I think, mentioned something about that in his research. And uh, she pulls out a book and looks through it, and she says, like, oh, I haven't been able to find this guy, but, you know, I've learned a lot from his information, his, his research, and how he talks about them getting a visitor through the Stargate. And they find out that the visitor was somewhat of an apothecary, but... She also Kara cla- also claims that the visitor did not survive the Vorlicks because they found the bodies of an old woman and a man near a building destroyed by explosions, and they assumed that the man must have been Dr. Zervis and the woman must have been the
1: visitor. If those two old people were the ones that were the you know ones being experimented on, then where did the doctor yeah. go, or was he one that was actually killed there? I don't know. I'm just realizing that's another drop detail. This episode sucks. Anyway.
0: Well actually here's the thing I will say later on she looks at a picture of who I'm assuming is Dr. Zervis and she says that he looks familiar I assume it's someone who's in the town
1: still Right exactly just I'm age. just saying it's, it's just stupid that the episode just doesn't Yeah they should have I, I was waiting for like Order anything. to
0: be revealed to be Dr. Zervis Yeah exactly Zervis.
1: exactly like that would have That would have been sense. the smart thing Yeah because yeah. he could have still been Zervis with a wife like what Yeah exactly Like this episode makes no sense I was waiting for the reveal to be that Order yeah. was Dr. Zervis The fact that Dr.
0: Zervis was mentioned so much in the middle of this episode he needed to be Dr. Zervis you can't just especially because of the fact that she said like oh he looks familiar it's like yeah if you're if you're interacting with someone in the town who is a younger version of this band he would look familiar
1: I bet Tora Alexander Valenza felt real proud of himself by naming the character Orner because he's so fucking ornery (laughs) <laughs> it's like i bet he felt real proud of himself for that i'm thinking he was probably also proud of himself for naming the planet although i think he removed one too many letters because it went over my head until just now but as you were talking about you know this the stuff in the library and dr Zervis and everything i just realized their planet is called Vias, like virus
0: oh
1: that's stupid I'm realizing all of their names are a little too on point
0: yeah so the last thing we get of uh kira's info dump from dr zervis's
1: notes is that the visitor's name was linnea dear god kira's name literally means one the people look to and leader of the people in russian
0: so with them thinking oh this might be where linnea escaped to and also the fact that like Basically, when Sam first suggested that everyone had mass amnesia, Jack was like, what, so they all took a bonk to the head at the same time? And it's like, no, it was probably some sort of, like, virus thing or something. So that's why they bring Janet to the planet.
1: They think it might be a virus or a sickness or something of that nature. So let's just bring more people to be exposed. It's fine. Yeah. I think at this point they had already figured out that it, like, wasn't. Oh, yeah, because that's right. It was, in the, it was in the book about the Dargol or something like that. Never mind. Yeah, the I take my Dargol. Back. Fine. I guess that one's not a flaw. Moving on.
0: They, they knew it wasn't contagious. But so they bring her here to try and get her her house doc- doctor's call thing. House call. House call. Yeah. Thank you. For- you had all you you
1: had all the words. They just weren't quite in the right spot. The doctor's house. <laughs> the doctor's house. You had them all. Good job. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so Janet comes through, and there was a very very brief, and I mean millisecond long, uh huh moment where when. Janet walks in, Jack acts like he's forgotten who she is. (laughs) You know why it's hot? Because I feel like it was, um, improv. Probably.
1: But, like, the the director doesn't even linger on it long enough for it to, like, really land. (laughs) See, that's why I think it's an improv. Is because nothing about this episode was not super over the top, including, like, close-ups that made no sense and (laughs) medical shots that made no sense. Nothing about the directing was actually really that great. And the fact that this was so barely touched on makes me think that he wasn't anticipating it.
0: Oh, actually, I was wrong. Um, they don't know it's not- a. yet it's after Janet
1: gets here that they find out about the dargle she doesn't does she show up in a hazmat suit i can't remember she did not show up in a hazmat suit so i never never mind i bring it right back yep. again it, you've had episodes about <laughs> about contamination about sic- oh. what the fuck happened here this episode is as bad as touchstone oh
0: nothing my god happened here it's that one joke of like reach down touch the earth nothing good happened
1: here. <laughs> something terrible happened Yes, feel it in the water.
0: But this is when uh, we, after Janet gets here and starts doing her tests, we cut back to Daniel and Kara have been left alone in the library to uh, flirt. This is where they find out about the Dargal, which is a chemical used as a pesticide that was banned, and Daniel compares it to DDT, and, uh...
1: Except DDT is just poison, and yet this somehow is both a poison, and something that causes memory loss, and something that causes de-aging. De-aging? This shit is fucking magic. what is this? The prodigal child of the magic jellyfish and some specialized seaweed? I mean, geez, what happened here? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, so they figure out... That they don't know what's going on in this episode and they should all leave?
0: Yeah. Oh, this is also the scene where uh, she looks at a picture of, like, Dr. Zervis. he's like, oh, you know, I look at some of these pictures and they do look familiar to me, but, like, I don't know who they are which is, again, like, if you were going to do that, then you needed to have the payout where it's like, oh, yes, that's so-and-so afterwards, you know? Like, that's the problem. You laid down a Chekhov's gun and then did nothing with it. So this is the moment where, where they really push. He just, literally, Tor just, like, flips a switch and suddenly Daniel's attracted to this woman. It's really bad because he, he wonders if, like, they had warning, like, if it was something slow. And she's like, no, no, it couldn't have been something slow. And he's like, well, how would you know? And then without her actually answering, he's like, uh. He gets, like, this really, like, enchanted look on his face. Like, he's astonished by how clever she is. And he's like, oh, because if you had warning, you would have left yourself a note. It's like, oh my god, fucking
1: gag me. What are you doing? <laughs> again, I have to point out, it has nothing to do with knowing how the episode ends. And knowing who she is, it has nothing to do with that. It's just, it's astounding to me that both these smart people have yet to figure out the concept of but what if it was on purpose? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if someone didn't want you to know? Like, I know that's not what ended up happening, but it could have been. Oh yeah, 100%. But yeah. So, magically, Daniel is in
0: love with this woman now. <laughs> D- surprise.
1: <laughs> It's funny. Torhouse and Valenza doesn't seem to think too highly of women. Like, you know, the Michella episode doesn't make me think that he thinks highly of women, but in this episode, he doesn't seem to think too highly of men. No. Because they're dumb. We
0: also we also saw that he didn't think too highly of men when it came to women
1: um in the Michella episode. So, <laughs> that fucking credit card line is still just uh-huh. so needlessly rude. Like, ah, yes, all women are gold diggers and here they all have magic vaginas apparently.
0: Honestly, so much of these scenes are like nothing uh we cut to sam and teal and jack where they're talking about oh well i don't know you know does destroyer of worlds really apply to this kind of thing and then sam's like well if no one remembers who they are that's kind yeah that
1: that's kind of destroying them look at (laughs) you know i know i said earlier that the dialogue was one of the better parts of this episode it it doesn't get that way until like halfway through i guess because i i was noting to myself Moments of good dialogue. But these ones, I... Are bad. That's just a stupid thing to say. Yes, yes it is. God, Jesus Christ. It's like they're all taking... Honestly, this episode definitely, definitely had a plot D going on where the shit was still in the air and everybody was getting real wacky because of it. But he just forgot to, you know, put it on paper for the rest of us to know.
0: Sounds about right. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so we have that tiny little scene. And then we go back to, uh... Kara slash Linnea, where Kara wants Daniel to tell her about Linnea for some fucking reason.
1: (laughs) What possible purpose could that serve? It's not like they remember. It's not like they would have like, so? (laughs) What is that going to do if I cause panic? You know, like, oh, by the way, this mass murderer who likes to just fuck with people for funsies probably did this.
0: Yeah, that doesn't help anybody. But yeah, so she wants to know about Linnea, and Daniel does a poor summation of the Prisoners episode, and it's, it's, it's just to remind the viewers at home about the Prisoners episode. And then Sam has found Linnea's diary. This is the day of sex machina of the episode,
1: and all the setup turns out to be for nothing.
0: Yeah, I know. All of that—that that was my problem. Like he lays some actually decent clues and then he doesn't bother to invest in them at all and he just has all of the answers come from the diary so they decide that like okay we can figure probably come up with a solution to this problem the quickest way we're gonna do that is if we bring a couple of volunteers back with us through the gate and as long as we're, you know, set up a proper quarantine, we should be fine.
1: Oh yeah, now you give a shit about that. Once again, I yeah, just right. wanted to point out, speaking of Battlestar Galactica, we brought that up once last week. There's a great episode that points out that what the kinds of clean room shit you should do when somebody comes back. Granted, they're coming from spaceships and they're coming from back from radiation in the episode I'm thinking of. But they have little tents set up so that the people who come, the pilots who get out of the cockpit, right out of the cockpit, straight into a clean room. Straight into scrub down. Straight into blah 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 blah. Treat alien planets environments like radiation people straight into a clean room (laughs) oh my god they they should definitely be doing that here too because they, they they don't know for sure that this can't be what if it's contaminated their clothing who the fuck knows what this stuff could be doing how it could be doing it and you've had issues before so why are you just letting everybody in once again into sgc i know it's dramatically sealed and i know they're gonna do some cleaning shit but why don't you ever have anything rigged up over the fucking gate when they first come in Straight. Easy peasy. Eliminates half your issues right there.
0: Well, if you're going to expect it to come from anyone, it's not going to be Tor.
1: True. Honestly, you're right. This <laughs> you, you know, this complaint has no place in this episode. You're right. No. <laughs> so basically all of the
0: people we've actually met on this planet come back through. Orner. All the important people. The woman who we will find out at the end. Shock. Surprise. Not really. Is Orner's wife. Uh, comes through. And also Kara comes through. And so they just
1: left the entire planet without their leader and the support yeah. structure. Uh-huh. Cool, uh huh. Fuck them.
0: So they're doing uh research and they have the idea that they should be able to cure what's going on. And I do like that at first, when they're first talking about it, Kara's already like ready to insert herself in amongst the solutions, and Janet clearly is like. Daniel, get this woman out of here. (laughs) Make it stop. (laughs) And, like, kind of, like, subtly indicates to Daniel to, like, give her a tour of the base. So he decides to have a romantic walk around the base with Kara. Uh, There's a quote-unquote... It is Here's the thing. Every time it's done, it is quote-unquote subtle. But, like, it's happened so many times with people who are actually villainous who are pretending not to be in their base, that they should really have like an alert set up for anytime someone subtly asks, like, "When can I see the sky?" Blah blah. blah. You should immediately suspect that person. I, I
1: know it's too early for that, and I know I'm gonna piss off my own when I say her name. But it's kind of like they should have like an Alexa dot everywhere. One second, yeah, for her to go away
0: with like the trigger of those words.
1: <laughs> A wink can I see the up, uh, above ground? And all of a sudden, the klaxon starts going. <laughs> <laughs> Attempted ascent in progress. Attempted ascent in progress. <laughs> Get her. Yeah, pretty much. So
0: he takes her to her room. She hits on him. He tries to be like, "Uh, I my 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 wife just died. I don't know about that." And literally in the middle of him saying no. Yeah, she pushes herself on him anyway, and. Of course, since men are only driven by their libidos, he gives in. Yeah, she's like, oh, sorry, I interrupted. And he's like, no, no,
1: no interruption. And I'm like, I just... Y- <sighs> no. No. It wasn't cool on the Millennium Falcon, and it's fucking not cool here.
0: Uh-uh. So, um, we get a scene with Sam and
1: Jack, where Sam
0: says... Sam gives us the Deus Ex Machina answer to this... Uh, The mystery that Tor pretended he was going to set up clues for and then just gave up. The answer is, this planet had the Dargal. People uh, knew that it could be used to slow the aging process, but they also figured out after a while it made them infertile, so they stopped using it. Linnea came to this planet, found out about it, decided if she, like, upped the factor on it, she could turn it into a fountain of youth, but it wound up
1: erasing everyone's memories as well. I'm guessing it's implied, because it was kind of implied, I think to me, that this also made them fertile again. Like, this this isn't still just a really sad planet that's gonna just re-age all over again, <laughs> and still just die off in the distance with no kids. I'm guessing the implication was that they are going to be able to continue onwards again as a society, thanks to Linnea.
0: Who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, they, they're like, oh, well, Kara's
1: probably Linnea. <laughs> oops yeah you guys should probably stop bringing her here at some point you think so
0: then they have the briefing room and this is the scene where i took my headphones off because daniel sucks in this scene oh my god he's so shitty about it like he doesn't want at first he doesn't want to accept that this that she might be Linnea. then she's like well she's a victim too and they're like it's Daniel, do you remember who linnea is daniel daniel <laughs> and then he's like oh well you know teal'c used to be you know
1: the first prime right i love i love how he sets it up so shitty too like jack besides me who would you trust your life with is it teal'c yeah probably well remind me teal'c what was your previous occupation and my only response there is uh surviving daniel his occupation was keeping himself his people and his kid and wife alive that was his purpose Mm-hmm. He was I do in a like, vastly I, different situation. You I do like
0: Jack calling out how shitty he's being by being like, "We see your subtle point, Daniel.
1: <laughs> it is neither subtle nor is it acceptable." Well, that's why he's being like, "Come on, cut that shit out." Yeah, I just—it doesn't even make
0: sense as an option. It's—it just sucks. And also the fact that like Hammond's like, "Okay, well, she's got to be confined to her quarters until we can figure out." Medical crisis, and then he's like, "Oh, you know, Jack, why don't you tell her?" And Daniel's like, "I'll do it." And it's like, I don't know, you're very clearly emotionally compromised. It's probably the wrong idea.
1: Just maybe, and they just let him do it. They let him go talk to
0: her and tell her, "Hey, like you know," but he 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 like talks around it, and it's by not wanting to tell her that they suspect that she's a mass murderer, uh, but not wanting anyone else to be the one to talk to her he he comes off really shitty and shady to her as well this
1: scene is also weird yeah, and everything about it is weird no one behaves like people in this but he behaves no. so he's just acting like a dick and maybe it could be like said that he's just you know shutting down a little bit because he's tired of having bad things happen to him romantically sure fine whatever but, but it's, this is uh, around now is like when,
0: especially because Daniel's being very unsubtle. I like that you're starting to see these little edges to Kara's personality. Like she's never like, she doesn't like flip a switch and turn evil
1: <laughs> or anything like that. Which I'm guessing is supposed to be good writing. But you're starting
0: to see, I think it's mostly good acting. Um, because there's no real dialogue clues to the way that her shift starts to happen. It's all in like... The way she says her lines and the way her body- Yeah, she's good at shifty. Yeah, she starts to be a little shifty. Um, just a little bit.
1: It's like a subtle ramp up. This is why SGC- This is another tick in the we abhor security column for SGC because this is why they should really have security cameras in all their visitor rooms because then they would have seen Daniel uh, sleeping with one of their visitors and then this entire situation would never have happened because the conflict of interest would have been ex- insane. Not to mention, I'm sure they would have had quite a few things to say professionally about she's in a vulnerable place. It's creepy that the visitor who's in a room, in a place, everything about it's unfamiliar to her. And it could be that she thinks that she has to do this for safety or something. Like, There's a lot of things here that could have been super bad about that situation. Granted, she's actually the monster, but from a security camera standpoint, that definitely wouldn't have appeared like that. No. So, it's just, I I love how this all stems from, once again... SGC has zero fucking security, despite this bitch having been here before and proven that they should definitely have some security. But
0: yeah, so we cut to Janet and Sam, and they tell Hammond, like, listen, it could take us years to figure this out on our own. I think we need to get Kara to help us, Linnea to help us. And they're like, is that a good idea? And they're like, listen, she's brilliant. (laughs) She's far beyond us. Like, she can do it, and at this point, she isn't actually Linnea, really,
1: so she's not- Like, we need to keep an eye on her, but like- How is it that the one thing about this episode that could have been epic is the one thing that they just don't touch on at all? Which, as somebody who hates philosophy, the philosophical conversation of what makes you you, what makes you a person, is- awesome and oh the, the idea... resolution to this episode is so awful but this could have been the entire point of the episode this could have been so much more of a focus who is she without her memories are we a sum of our actions or a sum of our intents what where do we draw these lines and this episode it doesn't even make a faint whistling noise as the story as it whizzes by it it I I don't know what sound it makes. It might be the roadrunner as it makes my heart shatter. It just goes meep meep fuck you. I mean, it really just could be something like that. I don't know, but dear lord, this is just so sad. This could have been cool as a concept. And instead it's like barely a afterthought. It's not even an afterthought. It's it's whatever it is is the worst kind. So yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so they get Hammond to agree to bring her in. As long as they, like, you know, work with her and keep an eye on her and everything.
1: Hammond is ridiculous in this. He has a moment of sweetness in the beginning, like, when he's asking Jack what happens if they don't end up finding a cure for these people. And, like, because I was trying not to laugh like a dick by going, like, well, I guess they're just fucked. (laughs) Like, peace. Go back to your planet. Have fun. Bye-bye. But he has, like, this one sweet moment, and then he's just kind of that fellow idiot the rest of the time. Yeah.
0: Um, so they bring her in to help, and they very quickly come up with a, uh possible solution and Kara wants to test it on herself and they're all very much like uh no <laughs> but they try to be like they they try to be like well you know if it doesn't work we need you around to keep working on it <laughs> when in reality they're like we don't want Linnea back but they like they give her a good answer but they are just suspicious enough that she knows it's not the right answer <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe if one or two of them had been shifty, it would have gotten by her. But the fact that literally all of them, not just the guy yeah. she just slept with, is being weird all of a sudden.
0: So this is where, we already talked
1: about this a lot, he goes into, like, seizures. I'm gonna keep this as quick as I possibly can here. So first off, he starts convulsing, otherwise known as seizing. So the fact that the doctor then shouts, hold him down, mm, no, yeah, no, not. That's not, no, that's not no. the right there answer. There are two major myths with seizures. One, you hold them down, and two, the dumbass idea of put something in their mouth. It's under the concept of that way they might they won't bite off their tongue. No, then you're just choking them. Have fun with that. Now, yeah. now they're definitely dead. You turn them on their side, and you leave their mouth alone. If they bite off their tongue, they bite off their tongue. It's better than dead. You just, you let them seize because there is no stopping it. You just have to let it go. But turn them on their side so that way if they vomit, they don't asphyxiate on their vomit and die. Everything about treating a seizure is not about stopping the seizure. It's about just letting it not kill them while it goes mm-hmm. through their body. Now, Zade Two. Code blue means dead. It's just fancy speak for heart has stopped, they be dead.
0: They be dead. <laughs> they be dead. <laughs>
1: it's just <laughs> Yar, B for be blue, dead. B for be dead. And the fact that this is such a questionable close-up. They're showing the CPR kind of ish, okay. Like it's really not, as in like he's flat, they had the bag on him, uh, but they're not doing it quite right. And then they do a really stupid close-up on his eyes, where his eyes are moving like he's in mid-REM sleep or something. (laughs) Bitch, do you know what CPR means? It means cardiopulmonary resuscitation, as in you are bringing them back from death. Their eyes are not going to be moving. He's not dreaming. He's dead. It just hurt on so many levels. (laughs) It would have been one thing if you, like, happened to notice it in the corner of the screen, but no, 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 no. It's a close-up. And then right afterwards, da, 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 da. oh yeah, here's the, my favorite thing about uh, cardiac arrests. You are definitely not just going to wake up and start talking like you didn't just die. Maybe I could have bought it <laughs> in a Mission Impossible because it's like a professional spy whose body is definitely built for, or at least has been battered enough that this is like a Tuesday for him.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: not, <laughs> not this dude. Not this dude. And he just blinks, sits up. Hi, everybody. I'm totally fine now. Yeah, I guess it didn't work, but at least my heart's beating. That's nice. Yay. That's how it works. Na-na.
0: Na-na-na-na. Na-na-na. But yeah, so they're going to take a little break before they try again.
1: Yeah, because, you know, cardiac events are just every day, and you can cause two in a day, and it's fine. Or another seizure in a day, and your brain can just... Not like that's, you know still kind of significant trauma on a some level. You 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 need to rest for more than a day or so before you do this again. And a doctor would definitely know that.
0: Yeah, you'd think. Uh but yeah, so they say, hey Daniel, take her back to her room. Tilk goes with Daniel because Tilk is a good friend who doesn't deserve this. Even despite Daniel throwing being first prime in his face, he, you know, tries to stop Daniel going in with her alone because he's trying to protect Daniel. Tealk is better than all of us. Yeah, all of us combined. But this is where he goes in to talk to Kara and she confronts him with the fact that she has figured out that they think she's Linnea. He explains, you know, what Sam figured out from the diary and everything. And he also just says, Yeah, you're Linnea. <laughs> the DNA test we did confirmed it. You're Linnea.
1: You should probably do DNA tests as like a compulsory thing. Like, hey, yeah, you honestly, come to our planet. Guess what? You gotta sacrifice some DNA.
0: They should start doing that. So...
1: Like, I still think it's a bit of an invasion of rights, but at least it should be, like, a safety thing.
0: So we get another scene afterwards where um, Jack talks to Daniel about his weird attachment to Kara slash Nea. And Jack says something that doesn't make any sense (laughs) where he's like, Listen, if she remembers who she is, you'll be one of the first to go. And it's like...
1: Based on what?
0: old Linnea showed an interest in Daniel as well. I don't think that's true, Jack.
1: I I guess he was trying to insinuate there, and by he I mean either Jack or Valenza, I don't know, either one. Uh, Somebody was, I think, trying to insinuate that as soon as she remembers that she's a killer, she's going to want to get rid of her first weakness, maybe. Okay, well then he should have worded that better.
0: (laughs) That's what you were going for, you missed. But yes, so stupid, honestly. So then we go back to they're doing more tests and they're like, okay, I think we're ready with this one. I think this is the right combination. And they do like a pre-run with like vials under a microscope and it seems to work. Uh, And Janet and Sam decide to leave Kara alone in this room long enough for her to grab her own sample of it.
1: Again, this episode would have been better if they, they had know focused who on who she is. Right? They should've focused on like what makes us us. Mm-hmm. Because the second they figure out who she is, they start treating her differently. So they should have consistently been treating her differently. And then yeah, the problem her acting is like this that, would have been like, better as part of like the story concept.
0: The big issue with this episode is the last five minutes bring up an interesting question, and they don't try to talk about it at all. Of Which, uh, when we get to it explicitly, I'll, I'll talk about it. So they go give Order the new test, and it works! And he remembers his actual name is Nodal, and he remembers that he's married to Layla, who is the woman that appeared with him in the first place. Shocking no one. <laughs> Shocking no one at home. They were acting like a married couple.
1: It's, it's the most non-reveal reveal reveal. and again it's such a weird thing to focus on in this episode i just i don't get it it's because the guy was from monk and they wanted to use the guy that they had paid money for i get it make him zervis then whatever his name was make him a more i thought he was gonna be zervis just make this whole thing better make all of the all of the dynamics of course if he was
0: zervis then he would have as soon as he got his memories back he would have known linnea was bad
1: why? Probably. I mean, he would have known who she was, but he wouldn't have known that she yeah. was bad because she was, as far as they know, helping them.
0: I mean, if anyone was going to figure it out before or after, I feel like it would have been service. But yeah, so uh, so Nodal is like, oh, Kara, it's your turn to take the antidote now. And she's like, no, I can't. And then she just leaves. And she, in private, is talking with Daniel. And she's like, what'll happen to me? And he's like, well, if you don't take the antidote, you can always go back to Vaillus. Um, and she's like, yeah, well, they'll be afraid of me because they'll remember who I was. But then were you, which is assuming that, that she was explicit about her, um, her machinations near the end at some point. She was
1: either lying to them, you know, by omission, by not telling them that she was the destroyer of worlds. She was either the apothecary that was there to help them, hence why they were trusting her enough to, you know, let this shit go down, or she was the scary person. Mm-hmm. What I got from that dialogue was that she was insinuating that they were going to tell the people who she was because they did. Which they shouldn't. They shouldn't have mentioned anything if they yeah. weren't. If that was an option, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, for her to go back. So the fact that she's just assuming that they're going to and the fact that no one talks about that specific thing and just. There are so many assumptions mm-hmm. being made and none of them are the right ones. No. None of them are the but right yeah, ones. But yeah, so why would they be scared of her? Because. God knows. Between SG-1 and Kira. Nobody knows. It's a mystery. And these two other people. I got nothing. I got nothing. My brain just breaks. Valenza, you have broken me. Great job.
0: Well done. (sighs) But yeah. So as he's... So they're not actually in her room yet. They're walking to her room while this conversation is happening. And as he leads her into her room, she says the words to him, all debts have now been paid.
1: And then it... Takes. And he leaves her in the room, walks away,
0: and then turns back around and opens the door again and goes, You took the antidote, you remember. (laughs) And again, he, he has to line this out for us in the narrative, just in case people don't remember the prisoners episode. Uh he's like, That's what that's the message you left after you after you escaped from our base. You left that on our computer. All debts have been paid. You remember that you're Linnea now. And she's apparently got this gas bomb that she was planning to kill herself with. And she's trying to get him to leave her alone so she can kill herself. uh, Because now she's got like this con- And here, here is where the interesting- The one interesting part of this whole episode is. She now has this conflict of memories where she remembers being Linnea and she remembers whatever led her to that life. And so those memories- Help make up the person that is Linnea. However, she also remembers being Kara, so she's also got what those memories made of her conflicting. But like Tor does a really bad job of this like. Scene. There's a part of me that like this scene should have been like, the whole episode, and yet yeah, we so get this four one s- scene should have yeah.
1: But it's probably this like, what, one four scene should have
0: been the entire narrative. If yeah. if Heather Ash wrote this episode, it would have been this whole this five minutes would have been the
1: whole episode. Terry Curtis Fox had written this. This would have been the point of it. I don't. He does. I he feel like do he quite
0: the same. It wouldn't have been quite the same. Heather Ash does like the big like societal questions at least from the one episode, the one seen episode so yeah. far. to be fair
1: and his and his Whereas, episodes weren't focused on that kind of stuff no
0: yeah that's why i'm saying like he, he still would have been, done a better job than or alexander valenza but i don't think he would have like made the whole episode be about that ethical philosophical question it still would have been good uh because i trust terry curtis fox linnea's
1: story should have been continued slash 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 finished by the person who started it, period. That just yeah, makes absolutely. Sense. And again-
0: Or if not him, Heather Ash. Yeah,
1: but that, and now, Yeah. on top of that, the character that she had been made out to be deserved a better ending than this bullshit. Yeah, also, this would have been a perfect chance, with the whole
0: concept of the memories making you who you are, this would have been the perfect opportunity for us to actually find out what led to her. Exactly! To her, her becoming the destroyer of the world. That's why
1: these, this five minutes should have been the whole episode. Because this would have been a great episode to figure out who she was, why she did the things that she did, whatever backstory she had with the Goa'ul that gave her the ability to use their tech. I mm-hmm. mean,
0: come on. I think this should have been a joint writing, writing project between Terry Curtis Fox and Heather Ash.
1: There we go. That would have been cool. Terry
0: Curtis Fox for the background and the world building and Heather Ash for the interesting philosophical moral debates
1: ash was the one who did the uh, kids one right learning curve
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. so learning curve. yeah that's um, why i was like this yeah. would have been a no, perfect this, this the, these not, these not, five minutes would have
1: no. been perfect for her because she handled a pretty gross topic in a mostly in, in terms of an optimistic tv show kind of way because my yeah. problems with it were my yeah, own yeah, pro- yeah. personal problems with your it. your problems not like...
0: with it were like the wrap-up <laughs>
1: well yeah because the concepts that they were bringing up weren't explored yeah. fully enough and that's just yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. her fault the wrap-up part is not her fault it's it's just a weakness of stargate yeah it's conundrum of the week shit i get that so this if you're especially sense this episode also has a garbage wrap-up um that would have happened regardless and yeah that really gross kind of topic would have been pretty fun to explore here and yeah. it could have been really cool because she does it could have been a good so job good. with the one so far
0: <laughs> yeah and and this actress is really good in this scene
1: Dude, her angry scream when she says "I'm not her," I was oh, like, "Damn!" Yes. Like, that took me out of the moment for a bit. That was that was good. It was one moment of suspension of disbelief. Letting Heather Ash and Terry Curtis Fox, or one or the other, but I'm just I'm just thinking about
0: how well um, Heather Ash handled the learning curve concept. That I think she would have done amazing things with this part. But letting one of them write for this woman would have given her far more credit than because she she. She did what she could with what she was given. She does a great job.
1: Hey, we should just be grateful it wasn't Catherine Powers, because somehow a man would have saved her in the end.
0: True. So, back at the lab, Janet has figured out that Kara stole some shit from the lab, and they all rush off, because they're like, oh, fuck.
1: Oh, wait, that person we shouldn't have left alone did something? Yeah, weird.
0: And they walk in on the standoff between um, Daniel trying to talk Kara slash Linnea down, and it, during trying to talk her down, he calls her Kara, and that's where she has that amazing shout of like, "I'm not her." And it's so good, but like in this scene, she's like talking about how there's two people inside of me. One of them is a monster. She's literally talking about how there's the conflicting memories creating two people, and like, how do you, how do you navigate the two of those? You know, it's an excellent concept.
1: This should have been an episode that actually would have. Should, this should have had a cultural, religious standpoint. Aspect to it because it could have Ooh. had like like any number of old religions a better version of have Demon. <laughs> have like well there's that there's also um <laughs> this is also just coming to mind because I'm uh, I'm not playing it because I'm I'm too like high strung for it but I'm watching my boyfriend yeah. I'm very intently watching my boyfriend play this game uh, Returnal and it's got heavy oh yeah that game heavy yeah, yeah, Greek yeah. god uh, influences and I got super intrigued immediately when I saw on uh, yeah, something I, I saw the abdication <laughs> of Zeus and that struck a chord with me. But anyway, um, I mean, like, there's the, there's the Norse gods and there's the Greek gods. Speak of identity and conflict and world's end. This could have had a really cool... I, actually, honestly, I would have loved... I don't know how it would have worked, but I would have loved an aspect of, like, Mimir in this or something.
0: Ooh, hell yeah.
1: That would have been cool. I don't know how this would have happened, but I feel like, give me ten minutes, I could have come up with, like, a rough outline that would have been better than this. Because the way they explored this topic... It could have been explored so much better. And since the show obviously already knows how to use it, I feel like mythology really could have helped here. I think it would have been an extra awesome way of wrapping it all in. But nope. God, no. Why would they do that? (sighs) There could have been a lot of really cool shit here. Yeah, there could have. Hell, maybe she's a destroyer of worlds because she's like a balder situation. Maybe she's like a...
0: Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. Could have been really cool. Her being Freya, that
1: would have been (laughs) epic.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, especially because we have to... We saw her use a gold hand device. Could have been cool. Terry Curtis, Prox pro, Terry, Terry Curtis Fox probably had something like that planned. Knowing his ability with world building, he probably had something like that planned. But yeah. Sad. Sad day. But yeah, so we get a great scene where, you know...
1: Where we lament what we didn't get.
0: Yeah, exactly. And <sighs> especially because the solution to this this conflict is the exact wrong answer we just last week had an amazing journey through grief with daniel where he went through all the stages of grief in a millisecond like we had we just had that episode and then we turn around and have this episode where daniel's answer to linnea is if you just forget, you'll be fine. Just forget. <sighs> yeah. No, I just
1: it's, it's, it's honestly just this side of skeevy, too. That it's, it's just, I don't know, it's just ever Ooh, it's so really slightly creepy. creepy. Yeah, it's just ever, it's not even that slightly. It's just, it's just kind of creepy that the resolution was to eliminate a woman's personality and stuff. And uh-huh. then send her, like, a newborn babe into the world. With two people who yeah, have just because... been informed that apparently she's a mass murderer.
0: Especially because they literally cut from him saying, all you have to do is forget, to we see her, like, staring blankly at him. And then we cut to the next scene where uh, she's coming out of a few Yeah, transitions and she's on her crying. Face. Yeah. Yeah. And that Daniel is like, it's okay, you're among friends. And they're, like, making sure that she doesn't remember anything. And Daniel's just like, your name's Kara. You've been a visitor here. It's time to go home. Oh, so creepy. Uh, it's it feels like, hey, the answer is lobotomy. It's bad. It's bad. It's like a 50s advert. Got a troublesome woman? Get a spike. And Tor thinks he erases all the bad of this by in the next scene having Layla be like, she did this willingly? but okay there's such a thing as coercion
1: and it's like it was that or death so yeah so either way she still kind of died like not only did Linnea die again just then but then the Kira that had been formed up until that point because who are we if not a collection of our experiences so now that Kira is also dead so now you got a brand new person and no one's even talking about this Also, if you're going to bring up Linnea, shouldn't you bring up the conundrum of letting her get away with all these crimes by doing this? Mm Mm-hmm. She was in prison. She's probably, like, somebody should have brought up, like, is it okay that we're doing this? Also, who's to say this shit's permanently going to wipe memory? All you guys know is that within a year it hadn't come back yet.
0: Well, I will say, the one thing is, so, like, we had literally just talked about how, it would have made sense to not tell anyone uh, about her background if you're sending her back through. Mm-hmm. I will say, telling, like, the two people yeah, who are yes, here actually. for this as, like, a buffer in case yeah. her memory. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's actually smart. That's one of the few things of credit I will give. Sending her back through without her memory, but, like, telling these two people, hey, this is who she was. And, like, if she shows, shows signs... Like, they don't... Again... He never explicitly says in the dialogue here... Hey, she shows signs of, like... This is what you should do. Because they don't even... Yeah. S- what kills me is that even use... This is used- us inferring right. that this is why they told these two people. And assuming that they're not going to tell anyone else on the planet that it was Linnea. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one.
1: <laughs> but what kills me is the dialogue says, you know, with her help, we were able to synthesize a special amount of a small amount of that special Dargol to rewipe her memory. So going off what you're saying here, if this starts to come back, they all had better hope that she's still feeling cooperative that next time round, because if... If not, SG One didn't send them back with any more of that stuff. So if if they were like letting them know, so that if you know she starts coming back around again, <laughs> it's there's a lot yeah, of ifs. Think, we 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 want to infer this, but even then, SG One didn't bother to actually follow through because if they had, they should have pointed out that well, she she hopefully she'll help you make more. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm assuming
0: that like. They only needed her help to develop it in the first place, and they have the steps
1: now, so they can make it right. But then, how would they even know? That's why Senator in Valenza like, did not do a great job here. Well, yeah,
0: that's the why I'm saying we're inferring that yeah. they told uh, No Doll about yeah, yeah. who she was, yeah. and then her memories erased, so that hey, if she starts to backslide,
1: right. come come call us. <laughs> oh, come call us versus just injector yourself yeah no i assume okay again this is all of us doing like Damn. inference yeah like... I, just, I just assumed they were letting them be fully autonomous at that point and they were just gonna let them do it on their own but i guess yeah i guess it could just be out there that the the Vians could just give a shout if they need help <laughs> hopefully the destroyer of worlds hasn't you know destroyed the world by then
0: <laughs> yeah right but yeah so uh they send her back through and
1: we get to wipe our hands of this episode <laughs> They've, they seem to have dropped giving people Sagan boxes, and I'm okay with that because A, oh, yeah. I'm tired of I don't want to give her and a B, Sagan box. This place doesn't need to be back. No, we don't need them back. That being said, man, the character of Linnea deserved a much better wrap-up than this. No, she, she did. That's why I'm saying <sighs> Heather Ashe
0: or Terry Curtis Fox. One of those two would have done well with this. Terry Curtis Fox, because it's his character and it's his world. Heather Ashe, because she would have taken those the the p- potential of those five minutes and actually done something amazing with it.
1: That's, that didn't happen. But instead... <laughs> I'm always reminded of the first words of In Bruges. <laughs> but I'm not so. I don't. <laughs> it's just
0: Yes. Exactly. That whole thing where it's just
1: yeah. I could write a good episode if I felt like it, but I'm not feeling like it. So I didn't. Nope.
0: So, uh let's let's wrap this up. Nobody died. Are you a Jack or are you a Daniel for this episode? I don't think I need to actually ask you, but I have to anyway. It's the prompt. I I am Jack in this episode. I am also Jack, but only because Daniel's intolerable in this episode. They do also suggest Jack doesn't know what amnesia is, which I don't like. Yeah, okay, so uh, uh,
1: <laughs> excluding all of the stupid moments, because uh, I am Jack in this episode, but I am a Jack in this episode that went to the planet and then immediately got sick off of leftover Dargle fumes. And that's why I was cloudy headed for the rest of the episode, and acting like a big idiot. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. There was a specific scene that got me where I, I even wrote down, well, I'm Jack," because I forgot what exa- it's around the time that uh, Sam's trying to get him to do something i don't know she's sam's reacting to him he's reacting to her it's great uh i think it's before the scene where she says that she needs kira's help and his head just like rips up i think it's right before that but she's trying to tell him something and he goes la 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 i oh, can't hear yeah, yeah. you and i'm like well, well that yep, was that's her me. trying to
0: say that they need Limeo's oh yes help. but there you go that 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 is so me she was leading him towards that and he could tell us where she was leading him towards and he was like no 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 yeah, I'm also a jack because Daniel's terrible in this episode. So, uh, again, I don't think I actually need to ask you, but what's our Joaquin Phoenix for this episode?
1: I have one finger. It's not a thumb? It's not two thumbs.
0: Yeah, it's bad. I, I didn't even ask you. I already put Italian bad.
1: <laughs> no, uh, this was We even gave Macello a meh. This is worse than Macello.
0: Yeah, well, because Michello, the bad parts of Michello was Michello and Daniel's body hitting on yeah, That's
1: women. right. I remember us being really pissed off about how the structure of the episode was pretty good. Like, the construction, I think, exactly something we talked about. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing.
1: That one... He did good with, like, laying down, like, clues and shit. Yeah, the framework was cool. And the shit that wasn't specified in was, like, this episode, cool, intriguing. Like, us thinking that maybe it was yeah. kind of like Michello's um, life, uh, life support machine was kind of like a sarcophagus. Like, all these cool allusions yeah, exactly. to his similarities.
0: Whereas in this episode, he laid down the clues
1: and then just gave us Deus Ex
0: Machina with the journal. It's like, did you get lazy? What? What? <sighs>
1: It's like it's like a it's like a silly movie, like where you hear cough cough and everyone's like looking for the thing that somebody's trying to indicate and they're not seeing it fast enough, so then it just flies into the frame and hits somebody in the face. God. Except unlike like that, bad. this wasn't fun. I... It was bad.
0: And I'm glad we're done with it.
1: May we never see its like again. Hopefully not.
0: Uh next week, we are covering season three, episode
1: twelve, Jolinar's Memory. Memories,
0: sorry. I,
1: I you know, I know the episode. I just have no idea what my feeling is about it. I don't remember. No, I I I don't, I don't have an opinion on this episode. I'm like, oh yeah, it's this one. And that's like it. That's that's all I think. It's none of our it's none of our
0: faves or least fave authors. That's what I can <laughs> For say.
1: now. For now. Let's see how I feel next time. It's a duo. We'll see how I feel tomorrow. Oh, a duo? Yeah. As in two episodes? Yeah. Two parter or No, it's two people. Oh, two people writing it. Got it.
0: Yeah. Cool. but yeah uh until then if you want to get a hold of us you can find me on twitter at it's mel notless or our podcast twitter at point of origin pc you can also email us at point of origincast at gmail.com
1: or write something on the side of a tissue box and toss it through the nearest wormhole you can find links to things we talked about during the show in the show notes even though there really wasn't much to talk about god no and if you like our show please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review thank you for joining us on our incursion through the iris and until next time